From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. Hey, James, how are you today? It's good to be back. I'm doing well, Steve, and yourself? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. I, uh, I, I've enjoyed this little series that we're doing, and this is uh, the last of uh, the three questions that CC Porter from Pace University uh, left us. She, she was uh, previously on episode 144, if you want to check that out, and she, she works with uh, Rich Miller and George Chaco, uh, the bald AV guys at Pace University, or she actually is a student there, so and looking to get into the AV industry, so please uh, give her uh, listen, give her episode a listen and reach out to her and see if we can give her a hand in uh, pursuing a career in AV because that's always a cool thing. Um, so CC's last question, and it's it's a little bit of a fun one. She said, uh, what's been your favorite programming project that you've worked on and why? So uh, I'll, I'll uh, let you uh, share your thoughts, James. So, uh, yeah, uh, thank you, Steve. So I've done a lot of, I would say, fun projects, but I would have to say there's two that stick out. One that's AV and one that's not AV. So I'll dive quickly into the non-AV one. And I know I've talked briefly about this on this uh, podcast before is um, one of my hobbies is a saltwater aquarium. So I've actually taken a Raspberry Pi and made a control system for the aquarium where it senses the temperature. If it gets too hot or too cold, I actually get an alert on my phone. If uh, it'll turn on outlets, turn off outlets, a lot of different functionalities I've built into that. And I've really, that project has expanded my knowledge because I started with doing like all web based and then there was, it wasn't going the way I wanted. So I started teaching myself Python and um, other uh, programming stuff to make it more lightweight and uh, scalable. So that was really fun. And like I said, I had a project in mind and I could go at my pace. Like I didn't, I, I probably, I've been in the saltwater hobby about maybe four or five years. I've never had a fully completed controller for it. It's like I'm always adding something here, adding something there. Um, so it's definitely a fun thing to play with. Now, again, I don't always have my tank up. Like right now, I don't have my tank up, so I'm not actively working on it. Now, my AV one was one of my larger scale projects I had, and it really challenged me. Again, it pushed me out of my comfort zone because it was a large scale um, space. It was a high profile space. And it actually had a lot to do with uh, audio as well. And I never did anything with audio up until that point. So it was our event space that also doubled as our board of trustees public uh, room. So there's a lot of, um, high, again, high profile, but a lot of different functionalities in the room. The room, had, technically, it's two rooms that can open up to one. So there's two projectors for one room, one projector in another. There was two lecterns for the space, and it was 20 different locations that either lectern could be plugged into. Now, not all 20 were ever used, but again, they had that flexibility. So this was a lot of fun playing with this, and... It, it really challenged me because I, I took the tech panel and made some fun things about it. And 
I remember sitting there in our workshop working on it and I had um, the layout of the room and all the four panel or all the connection points for the lecterns on as a, a page on the panel. And my coworker was like, how cool would it be if you can make them make it interactive? I'm like, I can do that. So I actually made it where when you plug the lectern in, the square on that uh, location actually went green if the video was valid. If it wasn't plugged in, it was a black box. If it was an invalid video, it was a red box. So you, you actually knew where things were plugged in at. And then all you had to do was click that square and click what projector you wanted to go to, and it would route everything. Um, that was a fun playing around with that stuff, uh, playing around with EQs. Um, I had a, I actually put a graphical EQ on uh, the tech page that the production team could go in and actually do EQ the room if they needed to change it, but also it had presets. So there were ways to preset them to do uh, if they needed to do. Um, and I think what made that project fun for me was it expanded my knowledge, but also, again, it was that fruit or labor. I, I remember the first event being held in that room after I was done. And we were, the event was going, it was some kind of rally type event. And this one person had a mic and they were talking on it and they kind of started to scream in the mic. And when they screamed in the mic, the, it crackled a little bit. And I'm like, oh, and of course my boss is in the room. And I'm like, oh no, I, I got to make some more adjustments to this. So after the event, I went up to my boss. And I'm like, so how did you think the room worked? And he's like, it worked great. He's like, it was beautiful. I'm like, all right. But when the person got loud on the mic, it crackled. I, I was like, I will get that fixed. And he looks at me and goes, yeah, when he used to get in the old system, when he got loud on the mic, you couldn't hear a word he said. At least we could hear him this time. I'm like, okay, that was great. I actually did something good. <laughs> it's all relative, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are really great. And and I know that uh, it, it's always fun to be able to see when somebody actually uses your 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 system and your project. And we don't always get that satisfaction you know for for me um being always most most I mean, at the beginning of my career i worked for a manufacturer but after that i was been been always an independent programmer so we've worked in different situations with different integrators and different end users and and different applications so the the thing that i've and and I'll, i'm going to answer this in a bit of a different manner the thing that i've enjoyed the most and what was my some of my favorite programming projects were the ones that I felt I was getting to be into in rooms and systems in in venues and uh, that normal people wouldn't get to be in and that you 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 were able to see a high profile executive's office or you know be in a, in, in the offices of a, one of the uh the, the the professional sports leagues or be in a stadium 
or be in a public place where you could walk by and say, oh, if you look at that panel on the wall, that's something that that I did and that I, I created or that my company created. Those were all really cool for me. Um, I also like the types of applications that were um, a little bit more um, unique, like they weren't the, the run of the mill, similar to what you were saying, where where it, it was a little bit more challenging to to do, or it was something that the client was asking for uh, a solution that you may not have done before, or may be pushing the envelope a little bit. So those were always fun to be able to create something that you may not have done before, or you they. But but I think in the end, and and I think you'll agree with this, is getting that wow factor and and the and when a user uses the system and seeing their satisfaction and knowing that you did something that they actually valued and they were able to be complete what they were, they came in the room to do and they were satisfied, I think is really what we all kind of yearn for in doing what we do is, is that, that level of satisfaction that I did this and, and the work that I did made all of these things work together and made it so that the, system was was easy to use and and the user was able to accomplish their tasks that they're trying to use the system to to do oh i agree and that's one thing nice about working in higher education is i actually get to see my users use what we put in um so i i, I do get to see that fruit of the labor uh more now we say, I guess, someone in your shoes where you're writing the code and providing it to somebody who's doing all the work. I, I could definitely see that where you're just sending it out, not knowing, okay, is it being used, is it using right? Uh, here, I, I I get to see it, I get to uh, interact with the users, see what works, what doesn't work. Uh, so it's always fun doing that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think getting that feedback from the users is always key. Because a lot of times I would be involved and my company would certainly be involved in making the system work, but you didn't actually get to see the, the system in practice all that often because we were usually gone by then and, and the system was turned over. But I, I actually wonder how many programmers out there have either used a system that they've programmed um, and, and how, what, what, uh, how did you find it? Did, you, were, did that make you... Uh, want to think of things differently? Did you end up wanting to make adjustments and, and tweaks or did it actually satisfy or work exactly the way you were expecting? But secondarily, um, how often have you sat in the back of a room and watched somebody use system that you've programmed and uh, be able to observe? Because I think there's a lot to be learned from that because we tend to be biased because we're the ones that actually wrote the code. So I th think those are two exercises that I'll tell you, I've been doing this for a long time, don't have enough, um, have, have not had enough opportunities to experience. I agree. I think those are two key elements. Um, I, and you hit it pretty well, is have you used the system 
Uh, have you gone for those pain points that the users might go through? Because uh, then you know, okay, this is if it's a problem for you, then it's a problem for your users. You understand how the system works. They don't. Um, and that's where you, sitting back and actually watching users use the system is a way to get out of the bias. And the key factor I would say about that is sit back and don't say a word. You might want to. You might be like, oh, you have to hit. No, don't say a word. And I have actually had this conversation before is people are like, well, they're hitting the wrong button. I'm like, okay, I understand. But how many times are users calling when they get a new iPhone? Probably not much. They know the basic functionality. If they can't get the basic functionality of our AB system, they're hitting the wrong button all the time. Maybe they're not reading right, but maybe we need to do a better job at setting it up for that. Um, just like your car, like even you rent a car, you're not going to call, like if you drive a Dodge and all of a sudden you haven't rent a car and it's a Toyota, you're not going to call a Toyota and go, hey, I don't know how to drive this car. The basic functionalities are the same. Yeah, again, radios might be different. Buttons might be a different location. The advanced features might be different, but the basic functionalities are the same. Um, and that's what we need to try to do is sit back, don't say a word, let your users use the system and see how they use it because that's going to dictate the workflow. Probably one of the best examples I heard about this, and it has nothing to do with AV, but it, it was uh, it, it kind of was a light bulb in my mind was there this one school, I, I forget what school it is, is when they put a new building up, once the building is complete, they don't put sidewalks in. They wait until after the building's open and look how the people, the students walk into the building, use and the the flow, and once that is done, then they put the sidewalks in. I think I've heard something similar to that before. I don't know if you told me or somebody else where they were making their own path, and you you would see where the grass didn't grow. Yeah, I I've actually been on the campus. The campus I worked on, we put a new building in, and I'll admit I was one of those uh, people who did. I'm walking straight from the parking lot to the building. And door, there's a door straight in front of me, but probably 20 feet to my right is the sidewalk that does a, you know, right-hand turn, left-hand turn, left-hand turn into the door, but I could walk straight across the grass. Like, now you're just killing that grass, and I kind of think you kind of sum people up as water. Water will always take the least resistant path. People are the same way. Least resistant path they're going to take. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, this is a nice little um, side conversation, you know, to uh, address our, our favorite programming project, but it's also a good way of being able to, to learn and to uh, understand how we can improve because I think, uh, uh, you know, those who are looking for those opportunities and are open-minded, I think become better at what they do. We can agree more. Well, that that's, um, I think a good place for us to stop this one. And, and uh, thank you again, CC. We, we really enjoyed having you on our show on episode 144. And um, th these last three episodes that you've pr presented questions, I hope that we've addressed them sufficiently for you. But if you do have follow-up, um, please reach out to us. 
pl please also um, uh, let let the audience know how to um, get in touch with you if you if you do uh, leave some comments or and, and and you do want some some more feedback. I'm sure that there are plenty of people out there who would like to help you, and uh, we we are very excited that you are looking to pursue this uh, AV path. So, um, James, how can people get in touch with you? learn more about what you're up to and uh, continue this conversation. Uh, again, you can Google me. You'll find me out there. I'm on X as AV underscore James King. Uh, Sunday mornings at AV and AM. Uh, higher Ed Digital Magazine, the higheredav.com. I have a monthly article, Ensign HEPMA. Uh, again, I'm out there. You'll find me. Excellent. And for me, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on social media. My company, Control Concepts at controlconcepts.net. And um, make sure you uh, also follow our podcast at AV Programmer Pod on um, Twitter and uh, or X. And um, we, we have a, a little bit of activity there. You could always see the latest episode. And uh, we could be found on YouTube or your favorite podcast player. Please leave us a rating, review, questions, reach out if you want to be a guest. Uh, we want to hear from you. We're also looking to grow this community and the exposure for this podcast. So, uh, Please uh, help us do so, and uh, we, we'd uh, really like to continue to serve this audience. So until next time, this has been Ask the Programmer.